after seriously. Curry favor. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go that far, but I used to not take it seriously. They've got to spread them around. Okay. Gotcha. I think that they have some choices. They, they've got difficult choices to make. Doesn't it seem like it was about three days ago we FaceTimed Alaria? Like, that's... Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I was like, supposed to be a jury duty at 10 o'clock. No, no you're, you're yeah. done. You're going to jail. But the judge, I just texted <laughs> the judge, and the judge was like, it's Howard, don't worry. We learned you <laughs> took Alaria, your wife's virginity. That was, was mind-blowing. Isn't it funny how when I do this show, I swear to God, I could be with a guy who's like sweeping the streets, the guy that's putting the schmear on my bagel. I could be with a guy in a limo, and they're all the same at the time. They all say the same to me every time. They're like, Alec, Alec, love Joe and Howard. 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 They also love John Howard. Anyway, look for Alec Baldwin in Dr. Death coming soon. One of these days. To NBC streaming service Peacock. Everyone's got a streaming service. It's hard to know where to go see the Peacock. That's important. That is important. It's important. Uh, also, look, vote for if you're an Academy voter, which I'm, I'm watch assuming, Motherless Brooklyn, the screener. Because I think there's something in there. Ed there's Norton. some beautiful set design. Right. There's some beautiful cinematography. I'm going to look at award. it. I'm not and a I voter, but say, I believe Edward is a masterful filmmaker. I love you, Edward. There it is. I love there you it both is. equally. I love you and him. I love Howard and Edward <laughs> the same. <laughs> Anything. You've said it all, right? Uh, no, I think but you got I, it all out. No, but I got to go interview Kelly O'Hara right now for my podcast. Oh, then, okay. Then listen, you got things to I do. I love you more than I right, love you too. Thank you, Alec. We'll be back right after these words. All right. I feel like a lot of people want to talk to us. We have to get to news and we have to end up uh, finishing uh, close to 11 o'clock. I don't know how to jam it all in. Tomorrow I have a day where I'm going to do everything that I couldn't get to today. Sure. Including play. Yes. Tomorrow, <laughs> you better tune in early because I'm going to go through. You're what- just going to just... It hit one thing after the other. What happened backstage at Hollyweird Squares? I'm going to uh, get to all the phone calls. I'm going to get to an entire year in review. Don't even ask what tomorrow's show is going to be like. <laughs> I've been preparing it over vacation. People thought I was on vacation. I was preparing for Wednesday's show. And that's that. Real quick, Chad, go ahead. I'll give everybody a couple of seconds. Go ahead, Chad. In Florida. Hey, man, I just wanted to wanted to thank you guys for that conversation you just had about Iran situation. It was in the Marines for eight years, and when the presidents make some unpopular decisions, everybody talks shit. You and Alec had a great conversation. You talked about, you know, the repercussions. You talked about the thought that had to go into it, and clearly are concerned with what our country's getting into. And it wasn't smack talk, man, and that goes a long way Absolutely. for a lot of the people that have well, service. what he was talking about is, is his concern for servicemen. That, you know, it, it, the, the reality is a lot of guys are going to die. But not only that, yeah. Howard, that uh, the government is doing one thing and they're not uh, taking into account the will of the people. And I used to say that about other countries that, you know, you, we're killing those people, but they're not the government. And now we're becoming those countries. Apples, you're on the air in Colorado. Hey now, Howard. Great hey now. interview today. Thank you. Um, did, did you see the Hollywood Reporter uh, article? Yes. At, uh, with uh, Betty Thomas? I did. I, I actually listened to her interview. They, they had her on some sort of Hollywood Reporter. What's this all about? Uh, this I meant. Betty Thomas, the headline was, Private Parts Director Betty Thomas recalls having a crush on Howard Stern. Oh. We would have been a hot couple. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I listened to it, and, and Betty was talking about things about the movie Private Parts, which I think is almost 25 years old now. At uh, least. At least. It's got to be. And uh, I, she was saying things I didn't even know. The most, the Forget about having a crush on me. 
She said that when it came down to it and she was casting for pig virus, she had this wonderful choice to make between Paul Giamatti, who ended up with the part, and uh, who's the blonde-haired guy? Philip Seymour Hoffman. So, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Wow. Who is another fabulous actor, no longer with Love us. Love Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I didn't know that because I was in on the, the casting somewhat, and I just remember... Uh, watching the auditions of uh, Paul Giamatti and thinking he was great. I never, I never saw the uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman stuff, uh-huh. so I didn't even know that. And one of the revelations was that she uh, feels that the two of us would have been a good couple. She had. Uh, she was in a, a relationship then. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's but, us, Robin. Uh, you know what it is? When I put on that Fartman costume, I'm irresistible to women. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I know what Betty's talking about. When we were making that movie, I did fall in love with her. And when I say fall in love, I don't mean a romantic love or anything. But it is sort of like a romantic thing. I guess it's what Alec Baldwin's talking about. When you get How many people in their life get to make a movie? But there's such a collaboration between the actor and the director. And in my case, because the movie was about me, Betty and I were really, it was like a... Well, you were together every day for a long, Every day long on the phone and, it, and, and talking through every scene and what it might be like if we did this or that. It was a cosmic connection. It was a, one of the deepest connections I've ever had with a person for four or five months. And, you know, wow, it's intoxicating. I can't even tell you. Plus, you're getting that free service. You get, you yeah. ever, I mean, not that you would ever cheat on your wife or anything like that, but did you ever have a moment where you were like, man, I could see this, you know, we're having drinks or we're talking about the movie and maybe I could see me going to her hotel room or something like that. No, no, it wasn't like that, but it really wasn't. It was just, I loved this woman. I still do. I, I There's some, there's just something, even if I was, I haven't seen her in years, but if I saw her, it would be a fun. It would just be. It would be so. I'd be so fond of seeing her. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Can it's we hard get to, her in the studio for an interview? For for Betty, I bet. Well, Betty. Yeah. Listen, when we did the movie, Betty was in the studio. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it would be relevant now. Maybe uh, we'll see. We would love it. All right. Apple. Maybe on the fiftieth anniversary. Hey, of she hey, said Howard, a bunch of things had- in there that I actually didn't agree with, or I, I, they're, they're, they're not my memory of. Um, she told a story. I have no idea what she's talking about. She told. She tells a story where she turned to me as a director and said, "I think you could show more honesty here, or something." You know, she gave me some sort of note, and she says, "I said to her, like, oh, admit I eat baked potatoes in the bathroom." And I was listening to the story, and I went, "Do you eat baked potatoes in the bathroom?" I've never eaten a baked potato in my. <laughs> and I, 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 I think I understand. I'm not an actor, but I certainly understand when a director says show more honesty, that it's an emotional note. But she claims that <laughs> I gave her that ridiculous answer. Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe that's true, but I don't, I don't recall. But you don't like actually that. do it. Uh, you don't no. recall that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recall that. But, uh, but making that movie was a pure joy. It truly was. And I'm, uh, one regret I do have is that I've never had time to act again. I, I, I don't want to make the time. Well, as Alex said, you're acting every day. You're acting every day. Well, actually, Marlon Brando said that. Or or maybe De Niro. I don't even remember. <laughs> was it uh, Marlon Brando? Yeah, it was Marlon Brando okay. talking to um, Dick Cavett. Yeah. All right, Apples, thanks.
Hey, Howard, thanks so much. Hey, can I say something real quick? Um, my dog passed away yesterday, and that's one of the, one of the hardest things anybody can do. The worst. Do. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how you, can, how you do that pet rescue, man. If you have to see those cats come in and you get attached to them. Cause oh, man. I love that dog, man. That was, yeah. We that was love our, I tell you, I think about my dog still to this day. I was looking at a picture of... Uh, well, you know, when, when Adam Sandler was up here with his uh, with his bulldog, I was like, oh, man, I miss Bianca. Yeah. She was the best. And I my, think about Bianca a lot. Yeah, and my wife and I talk about Bianca all the time. And I got a big tattoo on my arm, so I can't forget about her. I see it every day, Bianca. She was Sometimes the best. I'll see something bulldog, and I'll say, oh, I don't know if that would be a good idea to get that. You know, some cute little figure or something. Yeah. Well, I advise you, Apples, if you're going to put your dog's name on your arm, just be prepared to be, like, a little bit sad every day. Oh gosh, is it? it I mean, do, do you regret that decision ever? No, I mean, like, I don't. Even talking now, Howard likes to I'm, be sad. I'm yeah, into crime. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm okay Howard with being sad. It's the only time I feel anything. <laughs> Thanks, apples. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Hey, bye. Yeah, yeah. Losing your dog, oh, that's the worst. But losing any pet. Yeah. I mean, oh my cat. I said to my cat Walter the other day. I talked to him. I I spend ten to fifteen minutes a day talking to him. Heard that's good for your cat. I brush him. I talked to him. I said, Walter, he's like 13 now. I said, you cannot fucking leave me. I will be so pissed. How are you feeling? Are you okay? What can I do? Don't overeat. I know Beth over, she, she feeds you too much. I, you got to just turn you gotta, down. You can't do that. Why are you doing that? Said, Walter, you got to skip a few meals. <laughs> I talked to him like that. And Beth walks in the room and she goes, who are you talking to? I go, I'm talking to Walter. She thinks I'm nuts. But she also, I think, thinks it's charming. Who knows? I checked in with her the other day. So you still love me? Are you sure? She goes, yeah. I said, okay. Well, what if she had said, I'm not sure? I would have sucked. <laughs> and then I would have probably said, like, hey, is there anything I can do to keep your interest? <laughs> and if not, I understand. Oh, you. Yeah. yeah, Betty, in this interview, uh, getting back to Private Parts, the um, movie, she said she was pretty sure she hated me before meeting me. And then she walked in the room. And she came here. She, Ivan said, look, if you're going to do the movie, you have to go meet with Howard. And she was like, oh, I do. And he was like, well, How yeah. How is he going to direct you and never meet you? Yeah, he goes, well, he's got final approval. Yeah, you, you got to go meet him. She was like, oh, then forget it. And he said, no, 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 go meet him. And uh, she was waiting for me. We were doing the show, wrapping up, and uh, she was waiting for me in the green room. And we were doing something disgusting. And uh, Oh, God. Yeah. And, and then I walked in, and I walked over and shook her hand. And she claims I was so nervous I was shaking. And that charmed her. I don't remember it like that, but I do remember wanting to... I really wanted her to direct. I had seen the movie Late Shift, uh -huh. and I knew that she'd be the right director for this film. I just knew it. And if I, and if she didn't direct it, it just would have sucked. Not that the movie might have sucked, but but she needed to be the director. Ivan knew it. I knew it. So I, I was nervous in the sense that I really wanted her to do the movie. Well, you can't be aware of everything. Maybe you were shaking a little bit. Yeah, I probably had to pee. That's why I was shaking. <laughs> you know, I have to pee, right? I always have to pee during this show, but I don't like to get up off my chair and break the connection I have. I find I like to, like, be in the moment.
if I go pee, it takes me out of it. So I'm still holding it in. Just be aware of that, Robin, what I give up for the show. Okay. Robin, I'm going to play a little uh, song about you. Do we have to? We have things that I need to talk about. Yeah, but you, it, it wouldn't be your news without some sort of tribute. So here's the tribute to you. Sucking Robin's two tits. Okay. Robin's brown tits. Yeah. That's where I will be. Come suck on Robin's big tits with me. Absolutely. I have big pendulous breasts. Nothing could be finer. Oh my God, this is going to keep going. The <laughs> vagina. This was a joke thing. I know. Here. This was set in by uh, Titty Tim. Titty Tim. <laughs> Everybody, is. run as fast as you can and jump it's in my rolling. pussy. Wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> when did you say that? I don't know how they got that one. Titty Tim uh, sent that in. I miss Tiny Tim. He was a great guest. He was. I was thinking about him not too long ago. I don't know why, but I was thinking, wow, I wonder what Tiny Tim would be like now. Oh, let's say um, Happy New Year to Jeff the Drunk real quick because he gets upset. Hey, Jeff. Oh, not there. That's weird. Well, don't say we didn't pick up on you. Hey, did I do something wrong? Oh, I see why. I got it. What? Oh, there's Jeff. There's Jeff. Hey. Hey, Howard. <laughs> yeah. What's up, buddy? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. That was a good interview with Alec. Oh, he's great. I mean, this guy, and whenever he oh. calls and says he wants to come in, I just say come in because uh, I... He I, does such great impressions. You know, when yeah. he was sitting there, he can drop into a Pacino Tony or a Pesci or a Bennett. Yeah, it's awesome. He's wonderful. He really does a Yeah, I've actually sat with him off the air, and he'll start telling me a story, and then he does like 50 voices, and I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, is this guy showing off how talented he is or what? Uh, you know, the one thing, I, I because he was such a good-looking guy, at the beginning of his career, he never really did much comedy. Right. And he's so funny. So I wondered when he knew he was funny. Anyway, Happy New Year, Jeff. Yeah, he does a, a good Trump. Right. Yes, he does. And um, I was thinking, you know, his brothers act as well. Yes. But um, I don't think they should have followed in his footsteps. Why not? They got a pretty good life. Stephen had no, a pretty no, good run in the movies. So did Billy. He's like a... A number one, and they're like number yeah, but four. they had a pretty good run. I mean, Daniel Daniel's actually a really good actor. Um, uh, Billy Baldwin had a great career. So did Stephen. I mean, Stephen was in a great movie, The Usual but, Suspect. Yeah, they don't they they didn't have the success that uh, Alec has. Right. Well, I'm just saying he's the best. Yeah. Out of, all of all the Baldwins. <laughs> out of all four Baldwins, he's the number one Baldwin. All right, Jeff, making a point. Thank you, Jeff, and we look forward to your calls. Yeah, yeah what's up, Ralph? Well, speaking of number one, I, I think, you know, you have a lot of great regular guests like Spade and, uh, you know, whoever else, but Alex got to be the best. He's the best. He comes in, his attitude, he, he his openness, his perspective. I mean, that interview was funny to insightful. He loves you, so he just comes and does it. It's just great. I could yeah. listen to you guys do another two hours. I'll it's tell good. you the truth. I wasn't kidding. I mean, I would sit with that guy because I have, I, I mean, I've had him over my home and He'll just sit and tell stories, and he's even more, uh, you know, he's even more loose. Uh, yeah, 
because he does impressions uh, with his stories. Yeah, are, no, he yeah. he does everyone, and 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 I tell you, it's like I just sit there and shut up and let him talk. Is it's just endlessly fascinating. Yeah, yeah, he's just great. I mean, I can just listen back to that. Yeah. Really great stuff. All right, Ralph. Number one. There you go. Number and he's right. He, by the way, he's right about the Joker. That's so overrated, and he, oh. he won't win Best Actor for an Oscar. All right. Do I want to bet money on it? Yep. Oh, I'll bet you, Robin. Who do you think's going to win then? I don't know. We don't know what the nominated, but if he gets, if if, if Phoenix is gotten uh, the nom- nominations out already. Well, like Alex said, it was the, no the the nominations for the Oscars. Yeah, I thought they had come out. They haven't come no, out yet. They haven't. No, that's no, why Alex. Talking to, he, yeah, Alex. Oh, that's right. Voting I voting thought they it. were voting. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Alec made a good point about you know he listen he understands acting, but I don't know. I he was not like knocking Walking uh, Phoenix's performance. No, but right, he was saying he, we're caught up in the you know because it's more of an outrageous part over the top and a lot of. Physical physicality, losing the weight. No, he said this. This was a guy who does a certain type of acting, and then to make a hundred million dollars or more, right, right. You don't usually get those two together. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. I I loved uh, his performance. I love the Joker. Yeah, Yeah. I love the movie. You look at like he was. He was sort of saying like Adam Driver. I mean, you look at like Marriage Story. Like you guys were saying, it's such a great movie, and it's so nuanced and believable, and you just kind of buy into these two people's lives. The Joker is just like I don't know. It's just like pounding you over the head with the same thing for two hours. All right, All right. Well, I, listen, I got to go. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to end on time. I'm, I'm not blowing you off, dude, but I, I got to go no, I because know, I, know. Go. No, I got 20 you. minutes, and I want to do the news, and I want to go home. Got a fucking headache. You know, why do you always have a headache? Because I doing a four hour show is, uh, you know, I'm not the I'm not 30 anymore. Do you really have a headache or is this just something you say? I said I have a headache. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it's true or not is irrelevant. (laughs) Now, Alec did impressions, Robin, of the following people. Okay, Joe Pesci. Yes. Lee J. Cobb. Roger. Oh, my God. That's right. Al Pacino. Woody Allen. Tony Bennett. Martin Scorsese. James Caan and Lorne Michaels. I, mean, yes. I, I thought they were all, And Scorsese good. was right on the money. Right on the money. There you go. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Now you're talking. He's one of these people who knows what to do. I don't know. How do people know what to do? You're saying Donnie knows what to do? Yeah. Or so, Mark knows what to do. Who? Mark. Mark who? Wahlberg. No, Donnie. You're saying Donnie knows what to do? Donnie knows what to do. I'm talking about being a human being. Uh-oh. I'm not talking about Well, I don't know anything about career. that. I'm out of this discussion already. <laughs> His wife, Jenny McCarthy, tweeted, you know, like, she's so excited. They went out to an IHOP. Right. On, like, New Year's Eve and uh, to... Wish the waiter a happy new year. The waiter at IHOP, they wanted to wish him a happy new year? They yeah. knew him? No, they didn't know him. They oh. were just there. Okay. They got a waiter. It's New Year's. What does he do? Gave him a big tip. $78 tab. Go ahead. What's the tip? If he wanted to make the newspaper, 1000 bucks. 2020. Oh, $2,020? Yeah. Wow. 
That's nice. That's beautiful. And then I'm reading on, and it says he once also found a fan a kidney match. Wow. Hey, I appreciate my fans, but I'm not, uh, you know, I can't find you a kidney. No offense. You're going to have to do that one on your own. So, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that uh, is very impressive as a human being. I mean, one time I blew Bobo. I love my fans. Uh, I mean, this isn't on, is it? Yes, I can hear everything. Oh, I never blew Bobo. <laughs> A new Imagine gadget that. could be the answer when you're out of toilet paper. Oh, sorry about that. Out of toilet paper. Would you just have a hiccup or I you had belched? a hiccup. It's cute when you have the hiccups. Charmin has created a robot. To wipe your ass? That delivers a fresh roll straight to the bathroom. What? It connects to a cell phone. Yeah. So simply alert the robot. When you need it, and the toilet paper producer unveil the device at the Consumer Electronics Show that's going on now in Las Vegas. It also showed off a sensor that reveals if a bathroom is stinky before you step in. Right. For now, the gadgets are only available to those attending the show. But you could get the uh, Rollbot, is what they're calling it. Rollbot. And uh, this other gadget that'll tell you if it stinks in the bathroom before you go in. I'm pretty cool about that. You know, for some reason, my duty doesn't smell. To you. No, I, I mean, I'm telling you, like, I can open, leave the door open afterwards and there's no odor. Are you sure? No. Yeah. Who have, have you tested this on? Fred. <laughs> Who bad. else? <laughs> he loves it. Not bad. I go, Fred, come in here and test. I want to do a test. You know, this is something we sometimes have tape up. Did you see that uh, Sarah Gilbert and Linda Perry are splitting up? They made yeah. that announcement over I'm very the upset. break. They've been together for five years, I think, and have shared a child. But I guess the uh, romance has gone out of that relationship and so even though they still love and care about each other and will t continue to co-parent they will no longer be together sarah gilbert's a lesbian <sighs> i didn't know that what <laughs> stop it you know what you know what was really kind of funny i was watching those golden globes and uh, kate mckinnon came out and talked about being a lesbian and beth said to me i didn't know she was a lesbian and oh, I said, i've known that yeah no i said that's that's She's pretty out there with that, but then like um, Ralph was telling me yesterday, he he was like kind of shocked that she uh, he thought she was coming out on TV. I said, no, I think she's yeah. been out there for a while. Yeah, she just doesn't make a big deal about it. Well, what I did was I went back when to when Sarah was announcing her engagement to Linda back in 2013 to yeah. see what she was saying about Linda Perry. Then I wonder what two. wonder what those two did in bed together. What well, women do, I guess. So steamy. What do you think? Like play with each other's titties for an hour. <laughs> Super steamy. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, can I smell your sweaty? Because supposed to be like all sensitive. Right. Oh, like she just caressed my nipples like a butterfly. <laughs> Everything soft. Everything so delicate. Soft. Men are so rough with our nipples. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't even care about your nipples. To be quite frank, <laughs> I don't even spend five seconds on your titties. I'm right into the vagina. Right on those sensitive nipples, my friend. I don't even care about your tits. Well, what a shame. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll I'll kiss him and I'll rub him for a couple of <laughs> seconds, but I can't. I don't have all day. I got to get back to work.
<laughs> well, let's but, listen to the good old days. Okay. You think they 69, those two? Or did? I think they did. Probably. I think that'd be fun if I was a lesbian. I'd like want someone sitting on my face and then, like, at the same time that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like at the same time I'm sitting on their face, they could sit <laughs> on my face with my vagina. Oh. Would you eat my vagina? Ha, pussy! Suddenly, the people picnicking next to us pull out string instruments from under the blanket and walk over and they start oh so sarah proposed and she no it sounds like linda proposed oh and you mean people at the picnic she took her to a picnic and then they 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 whipped out instruments right because she had arranged for musicians to be there yeah i saw linda more in the male role if the you know if you want to go by traditional roles (laughs) i saw linda as being like the more masculine love song with the guy that is playing guitar and singing and then she goes to her backpack and she pulls out some t-shirts and the first t-shirt says will and then she puts on another t-shirt that says you marry me and the last one's a question mark and then she goes to her backpack and she gets a ring and i'm like well yeah after that spectacle i mean (laughs) see women are better than men at this yeah that was quite a Quite a proposal. Different costume changes. (laughs) Linda, the cellist uh, handed the cello to Linda and she rubbed my vagina with it (laughs) and entered me with the cello. I wonder what those two were up to. I always wonder what people are doing in bed. I kind of hand, I got a handle on what a man and a woman are doing. what every man and woman are doing that's true i mean I, ronnie you didn't know his, ronnie was getting pegged no i had no idea he was getting shit up his ass i, I it's still fucking but what do you mean what's wrong with me blows my mind <laughs> but i could see linda perry putting a strap on on and really entering uh sarah gilbert you didn't think they were such hardcore lesbians no strap on i think that linda perry was using her finger and tongue and Sarah said, I need something more. <laughs> and she got up on all fours and Linda Perry put a penis on and uh, actually uh, entered. Really? So I believe that that is what happened. <laughs> At least in my mind. Okay. I thought this was interesting. There were a lot of parties around the Golden Globes. And I guess uh, there was sort of a reunion of Nirvana. And they had a lot of different people singing. I think Beck did most of the singing for uh, Kurt Cobain when uh, Dave Grohl took to the drums and other oh, yeah. band members were playing. And Chris Novoselic was there. Novoselic was there. Chris Novoselic was there. I'm not sure he was there. Yes, I guess he was. Yeah, he was there, and then somebody who uh, also played guitar with them came and joined them. Cool. And then, like I said, Beck and a couple of other people were taking over the singing duties. But uh, one of the people taking over singing duties was Violet Grohl, who sang Heart Shaped Box. Yeah, it's Dave Grohl's daughter. One, one. a better mix yeah but uh yeah i was watching some documentary on the internet it was dave grohl he was making an album in his garage 
And then he had Chris Navasalala come in <laughs> and replace the uh, bass player on one song. And uh, it, it, it made me nostalgic. It was kind of cool to see those two guys working together mm-hmm. again. I like that. Well, you missed this concert. Who's Sarah Gilbert going to date now? I mean... Or she could date anyone. And I don't feel satisfied with your story there. Like, what broke those two up? What, what did, well, who got tired of who? I need more. <laughs> I think I'm that fascinated. Here's what my take is. Good. That, now you know, Sarah said that she had to stop doing the talk. Right. Because she needed to spend more time with her family. Right. So it's, things were shitty back then. Yeah. Plus, she that was doing was the that first TV show. Indication, you know, she wasn't spending a lot of time at home. But she was doing the new Roseanne show too. Right. She. Right. That's why she was quitting the talk. She didn't want to quit the Roseanne show. I say Sarah's got somebody already. Really? That's right. I'm, I mean, I'm making this stuff up. I mean, go with me. Yeah. That's right, Robin. I keep trying to find out what you know. I don't know anything <laughs> about anything. I know you know. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know, but I feel Sarah Gilbert has got somebody. All right. we. I'm sure it'll be out soon if that's the case. I can't wait to see who it is. Think it'll be another famous person? Yeah. And I would like that. I would like Linda Perry to come on the show and tell me what Sarah Gilbert did to her in the bedroom. <laughs> I'm sure she's about, she's running down the hall now. Right, she's probably on the phone now trying to get through. Been seeing a lot of stuff about Australia. And like, I was watching this woman doing some kind of news report from Australia. And that accent really is something different. I forget the word. I got to look. I'm going to bring it in tomorrow. She said a word. I was like, how the fuck did Australians start saying that word that way? How did we start talking this way? Well, we talk normal, Robin. No, we came from... No, This language came from England. We have a wonderful way of talking. Everybody else has they talk that way. How did we start talking this way? I'm going to find this word. It's wild. And how did the Canadians start saying... Out. 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 (laughs) Out and a boot. Out. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a very odd accent. (laughs) They should get rid of that. Uh, And even the New Zealanders, who aren't far from the... uh, Australians have a little bit of a different sound. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of daughters, you know, Pat Sajak, he is now back on the job after having had surgery, but they're still running shows where uh, Vanna White was substituting for him. And uh, on Monday's show, they had a special letter turner maggie say jack Pat's oh. daughter stepped in no kidding to help out yeah one seven maggie say jack you know i could do this even better hosting the show with the say jack everyone please welcome pat's daughter maggie say jack He's doing well. From the perspective of his daughter, it was a scary experience. I'm not going to lie, but he's doing great, and I know he's so excited to be back next week. Is she hot like Vanna? She's very pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. Twenty five. We'll be back. To, we'll be glad to. Twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. Have him back as well. Yes. And Ralph watches that show because you know he has time and uh, Wheel of Fortune, and he said Vanna was kind of a train wreck doing it. We played a little bit, and it didn't mm. sound like. She should be in Pat's 
chair wherever he he goes. He so be over there by the letter board. Miss Maggie Sajak, I mean, turning letters is a pretty tough job. Uh, did she have the gift? I mean, was she good and natural? <laughs> she didn't at it? turn over one wrong letter, from wow. what I understand. So she's really good at it. <laughs> do you think that's in the blood, or that's something she learned? <laughs> you know, maybe she could do Pat's job too. Maybe she can do both. Yeah, we'll have to see. I got to see a couple of those episodes. <laughs> well, you better tune in quick because, like I said, Pat is back at work. Yeah, a hundred years ago, I met Vanna White on on that show, and she was pretty nice to me. And Pat Sajak was a fuck. <laughs> he wouldn't yeah, appear with me. Yeah, we even had Vanna White on our show. Oh, did we? Yeah, once when we were out in L.A. doing one of those, you know, the big room shows oh, yeah. where the people would be sure it was going riveting. from radio station to radio station. I'm sure it was riveting. Did she do an Al Pacino impression? No, <laughs> I don't think she told any good stories. <laughs> But anyway, had I mean, any impressions. she was very nice. To she me. was very sweet. And uh, Pat's I, I appeared at the end of Wheel of Fortune. I was promoting something. I don't know what it was. The movie, the book, something. And uh, Pat was like, fuck, you. I'm not. Fuck. He, he just he disappeared. He just left. Yeah, well, I guess I don't know if that was before or after he had that run as a talk show host. Remember that? He yeah. once had a late night talk show. Yeah, I think we busted his balls yeah, pretty, pretty good. bad. Yeah, pretty yeah. I get it. <laughs> he didn't light the world on fire as a talk show host. Oh, look at this. Pat Sajak's daughter went to Princeton. No wonder she didn't make any mistakes flipping those letters. <laughs> That's a pretty good school. That is a good school. Yeah, I think you can major in letter flipping over there. <laughs> uh, anything else, Robin? Jet Blue. Jet Blue, yes, the airline. They're announcing that they will be carbon neutral. On all domestic flights by July of this year. Fred, that might merit another kazoo. Oh. There you go. Double, double shot. <laughs> what the are they? Carbon is negative? The first of its kind for any U.S. based airline. Nice. So when Greta Thunberg comes back to the United States, she could actually fly JetBlue. Right. Oh, so. Oh, all right. I get it. Fine. It's a thing for the climate. It's awesome. So they're going to be carbon neutral. That's the sound of happiness. <laughs> also in the news, Howard, you know how every few years they add a new sport to the Olympics? Yeah, what'd they add? Guess what's coming? Chess? Break dancing. Oh, good. That just lifts my spirit. <laughs> Isn't Break it a little... Dancing is... To become an official sport for the first time in the 2024 Olympics in Paris. Didn't they come and go already? I mean, uh, breakdancing? Really? I mean, isn't that something that has... I. What do I know? Yeah. I just know that there are people competing, I guess. And uh, this guy named Richard Cologne of the Bronx, who was also known as Crazy Legs. Oh, Crazy Legs Cologne, yeah. <laughs> I think he was a letter turner on Wheel of Fortune. He's hopeful that cultural integrity and his, the history of breakdancing is respected at the game. I don't know. This might be the point where I go, the Olympics are getting really stupid. <laughs> breakdancing. I thought curling was bad, but mm. now we've got breakdancing as a sport. I'd probably watch that. Things getting uh, testy in the Middle East. Chevron is evacuating all of its American workers from Iraq following that airstrike that killed uh, General Zod. Uh, Sol uh, Salami. General uh, Salami. Uh, 
General Salami. Just say General Salami. It's funny. (laughs) General Salami. (laughs) Yeah, and it's easier to say. (laughs) Well, yeah, they're they're waiting to see what kind of situation is going on over there. I understand that um, oil prices dropped a little bit. They're waiting to see how Iran responds to uh, this attack before, you know, they will uh, take definitive moves. You could see what's going to happen with oil prices. A lot of people don't know this. General Salami was a uh, breakdance expert. Did you know that? <laughs> he was going to be in the Olympics. I did not know that. You know who else is good at breakdancing? Fred. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's going to, uh, he's going to, he won a bronze medal and uh, he did uh, Gangnam style. He did a, a routine. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. With I didn't even know there were breakdancing competitions. Yeah, Fred. Uh, Fred's is, got gold medals. Bronze. 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 Oh. Yeah, he just whips out that piece of cardboard and he goes to town. <laughs> You're not one of the, he. He didn't upgrade to linoleum when he started making no, money. I'm old school. Old school. <laughs> old school. Oh, he loved I, it. I love the guys who would come with their own floor. I remember Fred was, uh, he started doing this routine. When he first started, he wasn't that good at it. And he was spinning on his head. <laughs> and he had a horrible neck injury. Oh, dear. Yeah. Look at, him. Look at where uh, great dancing has gone now, Fred. Keep All going, Fred. Fred is uh, balancing himself on his right shoulder. I give him a 10. Now, just imagine, Howard, you go to a funeral. <laughs> yeah. And you wind up dead. Oh, no. That's what happened in in Iran at the funeral of this uh, Soleimani guy. <laughs> 40 people, they say. Have yeah. died in the crowds, the crush of the crowds that showed up God. to demonstrate in the streets and uh, over, you know, almost 200 people were injured. Here is some of the music <laughs> from the funeral procession. Yeah, I mean, Iran scares the shit out of me. I remember like when that Ayatollah died. Oh, the, yeah, the they dropped guy. his body. Remember oh, that? Yeah. Dro- does, it fell out of the, the coffin. coffin. They, were, they were going berserk in the streets, <laughs> and people end up dead, and people are crushing one another. And it's like, you know, not even the Imus funeral caused that much chaos. <laughs> I mean, who is it in America that could have a funeral like that? I hope yeah. no one. Yeah. I want people to be stampeded to death at my funeral. <laughs> I put you in charge of that. All right, I'll yeah. try to cause something. I would like people to be that crazy when I die. That Do you they... want us to be ha- carrying your body at the time? Yes, through the streets, right. <laughs> like Mussolini. <laughs> Didn't Mussolini, they, they dragged him through the street and cut off his penis and shoved it in well, his mouth? Well, I don't think that was a funeral. Right. <laughs> I think that was the assassination of Mussolini. What am I playing here? One three. One three. This is, uh, this is some music, music from... Music from, so we can get the atmosphere. Glad to see their funeral. Glad to see their music uh, has has uh, kind of yeah, like like everything changed when we got the Beatles. Like in Iran, they they fucking hate their people so badly they won't let them change at all. Like, this shit was being played when the when the Shah was in power. It sounds like a, a snake should be coming out of a bag. Yeah, yeah. What's this? I guess that's the singing. Nothing's changed. Like if you if you go through the eras here in the United States, even for funeral music, it's changed. Well, that's why I always say, why are these people asking for nuclear bombs? 
Keep the bows and arrows. You're still singing the way you do when you thought with tools. Well, they would be doing that, but they got oil money, and now all of a sudden, it's, it's confused. They're living like people who should have bows and arrows, <laughs> but they have oil money. They're like the Beverly Hillbillies, the Iranians. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like the Beverly Hillbillies were fine. They were living in the fucking, eating possum stew. They didn't even know what a pool table was. They didn't know what a swimming pool was. Yeah. They, you know, they didn't understand. Then they hit oil. They moved to Beverly Hills. Uh, you know, Miss Jane is taking care of their money along with Mr. Dreyfus. Drysdale. Drysdale. And, and and all of a sudden, you know, they're in society. They, they think their swimming pool is a cement pond. Right. That's the cement pond. So they're throwing things in there. They're raising animals in their Beverly Hills mansion. And like Iran hit oil. And they're like, oh, my God, we hit oil. We need a nuclear weapon. Yeah, now we get nuclear. You were supposed to have bows and arrows. <laughs> You're not supposed to have a nuclear weapon. That's why all this fucking shit's going down. That's my point. And music, they're like, fuck it. We, we just stick them with the same music. The music will stay the same, but we're upgrading our weapons. You know the words to this song? What are they? America, we're gonna kill you. Death to America. Death to America. America will die. And everything would have been fine if they never got oil. Or electronics. Yeah, or electricity. Yeah, if they couldn't hear what we were up to. They'd be perfectly happy. Yeah. Like nuclear weapons have been around a really long time. They still haven't really fully figured out how to get one. Even with all their money. Well, we're doing everything we can to keep them from getting them, by the way. By the way, this guy is their Elvis. This is, this is their guy. Frank Sinatra. Right. <laughs> It's weird. This is what my song sounded like that I produced with Mark Ronson. No wonder people are killing themselves. And people are dying, right? People are dying to this song. They got to upgrade the music over there. They got to allow a little bit of fucking modern society to come in. Well, you know what's interesting? They banned uh, in most of the the Soviet Union at the time. They banned the Beatles. They banned mm-hmm. all rock and roll. Right. All you could listen to was like classical music. And you get stuck with this shit. Like you say, like snakes are coming out of baskets all over Iran. No wonder, like, like. You know, you you read about these countries, they're throwing gay people off a roof. They're, you know, they're stoning women, stoning women to death. They they don't let anybody drive. They won't let women get an education. They, I mean, can you imagine? Of course they are. They got to listen to this shit. <laughs> what do you think we should do today? <laughs> Fucking gay people. Eh? We are miserable here. Everyone. Let's take this guy up on the roof and throw him off. Let's dress our women in cloth covering their faces and complete bodies. Great Iranian accent, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm like Alec Baldwin with the impressions. <laughs> Isn't this great music? Great music to kill Jews, too. This is what they play when they're plotting well, against... Well, yeah, they did say yeah. that there were two countries... That were, you know, people were screaming about during this whole thing. And it was the United States and Israel. Yeah. WNBC. (laughs) 
like instead of like even like it just shows you how miserable it is over in that part of the world like no wonder they're just concentrating on the jews they, they don't know who to blame for their misery listen to what the shit they're listening to go on the internet and listen to all the great music we're exposed to here in america and this is what the fucking shit they're listening to you gotta listen to this shit all day have you ever gotten into a cab and this is <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's like hey you're in america you don't have to listen to this anymore <laughs> this guy actually is like the number one artist in iran he is his first album was burn jews alive which went to number one immediately <laughs> just based on the name <laughs> they want to kill all the jews like who do you blame like, they got to find someone to blame for this misery because right. if this is their music imagine what their fucking house looks like and no porn they can't beat off to anything but fucking like like you have to close your eyes and pretend like you could see something well you have never seen a woman except right. the slits uh, you know of her eyes you're, or something you're beating off to someone's eyebrow because <laughs> you, you happen to see an eyebrow <laughs> and you're listening to this music that's your life no wonder they want to kill us they're fucking miserable. Why? Of course they want to go to heaven and get 72 virgins. But the music has not progressed. We're listening to Sgt. Pepper and they're listening to this shit. They're listening to, you know, you know it, it hasn't changed. They've never heard the greatest artist of all time, no. Kanye West. Never. <laughs> Although, if I can be a critic here, a little bit of overuse on the echo. <laughs> right? Like, I think that's a crutch. And, and you know, maybe... <laughs> maybe a few more instruments, that drum. Yeah, what, is, what are these instruments, even? <laughs> I hear a drum, that I recognize. <laughs> but what is the other, what other shit to go? What, it sounds Fred? like they're shaking something. <laughs> you know, oh, no, no. Yeah, I hear something shaking. Honestly, this sounds. And, and, and no offense, I mean, I don't mean to offend anyone's culture, but it sounds like a lot of whining to me. <laughs> like, America sucks, and we hate Jesus. And you know, this song was written on stone tablets. I mean, <laughs> this, they, they got to upgrade. And, and, and you know, there's no recording studio for this. This is literally recorded in a cave. <laughs> You've heard of garage bands. This is a cave band. Cave band. Could someone tell those bats in the background to shut up? <laughs> I'm trying to record here. Ah, like this is their Macarena. And oh, yeah. So, this so, is, this is a, a, an amazing rendition. This is their Hey Jude. This is everything. <laughs> this is their amazing grace, yeah. you know. <laughs> what a career this guy must be having. He probably thinks he's like, like in Iran, he's number one. But like, oh, yeah. It's like, if, I, if only I could get to America. You know what he says? I got to get to America where nobody knows me so I can relax. Well, you don't know the full story. I'm making a movie. I optioned this guy's, the rights really? to this guy's life story. He did make it to America. <laughs> and, he, and he went over to, I think he went to Sony. He went to Tommy Mottola's oh, office. Yeah? He came over, yes. This was in the 80s. And uh, he uh, walked in. They gave him an audition. He went, ha! They threw him right out. And that was the end of him. Uh. Yeah. You know, like, like these instruments. Like, 
They're not even instruments man has been like this is the like, men threw these away. Yeah, like, and like got guitars. This was like this was this song was recorded when they used the horn of a woolly mammoth <laughs> right. in order to sing through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got that horn that has no keys on it. I did get an Uber the other day. I heard a guy playing this. <laughs> like, hey, that's pretty good. Who is that? Yeah. Little known fact, uh, Yoko Ono took voice lessons from this guy. <laughs> I know a guy who fucked his camel to this. <laughs> but that's what you should be on. Not a, You shouldn't be in a car. You should be on a camel when you play music like that. Here, Fred, see if you can do uh, Robin duetting with this guy. There you go. I like it. <laughs> it's not done. <laughs> okay. You know what this guy said? They interviewed him. Uh, he says, the best songs are written in 15 minutes. He says, I'm in the shower. It comes to me, and boom, that's it. I hear this music. I run for the hills. I know I'm in trouble. I got about another hour uh, in me on this music, if you want it. Wow. I do have to go. <laughs> I knew it would get no, you all worked up. It describes, my goodness. it describes why we're in the bind we're in. Yeah. It describes why, because if the music's that backward, if they're still listening to this shit in 2020. And they're dressing right. the way they did. The people are repressed and they're miserable. years ago. And they're angry. They're angry with America and our opulence. You know this guy's name? Huh. It's uh, Muhammad Springsteen. <laughs> Marianne from Brooklyn wants to duet with this song. Oh, you interested? Okay. All right, Marianne, here we go. Love you too. Happy New Year, Mary. Tomorrow. She shot. Twenty twenty is her year. <laughs> uh, Robin, anything else you? If you yes, keep introducing uh, these why topics, why are we yeah. involved in all of this? Well, the president says America's a lot safer now. One four. He was their real military leader. He's a terrorist. He was designated a terrorist by President Obama. And then Obama did nothing about it except give them $150 billion. And he gave them all this money. He never wanted... He loves to put down Obama. I know. Everything's Obama's Get over fault. It. Just move forward. Obama, Obama, Obama. to do anything about it and he should have been taken out a long time ago and we had a shot at it and we took him out and we're a lot safer now because of it all right there you go
Well, a former CIA director, John Brennan, says, well, he's not mourning the death of this guy. He does have concerns about what might happen next. One nine. I agree that we need to do things to deter Iran from carrying out these attacks that kill Americans. But the question is whether it was a wise decision and whether or not this is going to help us in terms of deterring the Iranians. And we don't know because we've got to uh, wait and see how it all shakes out. We don't know how this is going to end. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, by the way, at a rally on Friday, I guess President Trump uh, had dinner or something with Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, he. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh was at Mar-a-Lago golfing okay. or something with okay. uh, Trump. And um, so at a rally in Miami on Friday. The president let slip something that Rush, neither Rush nor his company, was ready to reveal. One six. We've done this without the media. So we had one party totally against us, and their partner is the fake news. And we won. But we have great people. Rush just signed another four-year contract. He just wants four more years, okay? Rush, Sean Hannity, Laura, a lot of great people. There you go. So uh, the president, don't give the, tell the president a secret. <laughs> Was it actually really a secret, or you think? Yeah, they weren't ready to uh, announce. Because it's so top secret. Well, you know how these things are, everybody. Yeah. I don't know that every uh, I has been dotted, every T had been crossed. Yeah. But Rush was telling him, you know, the deal was done and that they were going to be back. Rush's got for a great four more uh, years. He's got a great situation. He's down in Florida, and he does that show by himself in the house. So he's got like he didn't. He can do it from anywhere, and he sits there and he blabs away, and uh, you know people love him. So why not renew, right? Well, I don't know how what his situation is. I, I saw a picture of him in the paper the with Trump, and he looks like he lost a bunch of weight. So I see that as an indication of like maybe he's happier or something. Oh, you do. I mean, what? Listen, what am I going to do? See that as a sign of unhappiness? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. And Harvey Weinstein, they'll be starting to uh, pick a jury for uh, Harvey and his trial here in New York. I think Alec Baldwin's going to be on that jury. I think so. That's what I was saying, that you might get picked for the Harvey Weinstein jury. That's the rumor, yeah. (laughs) And uh, while he was in court yesterday, Los Angeles leveled some new charges against him about uh, uh, an alleged rape that happened there. Uh, a few years ago. So that charge will be facing him too. Weinstein accuser actress Rose McGowan shares a word for victims of assault. 111. I thank those testifying for standing, not just for themselves, but for all of us who will never have even one day in court. So she thinks that they are being strong for all of uh, Harvey Weinstein's victims and finally this morning judge judy's on a tour you know she was on the bill marshall yeah, i have tickets talking about her love of michael bloomberg and her uh backing of his run for the presidency um and so 
Now she was on The View. She's uh, carrying on this public campaign for Michael Bloomberg, 114. I think that to define Mike Bloomberg as just another rich guy is one of the greatest injustices of this political campaign. That- I think she's in love with Mike Bloomberg. What is going on there? I think they're. I think he's banging with her. <laughs> I think he's. Ba- I think he's Mike Bloomberg. It to her. I think he's giving it to her very hard, <laughs> and she's putting a strap she on. She can't stop talking about. She's him. in love, even to the risk of her own career. That's right. She's Wherein. putting it all on the because line because Mike Bloomberg is the only one of the candidates who has experience governing and managing and successful. And if he's successful and happened to have made money being successful, that, folks, is the American dream. Yeah, I'm with her on that. I like my I agree. I think all of these attacks that he's just another rich guy, I think that's a pretty shallow attack. Yeah, I do, too. I think he, he was a really good mayor. He's proven. If you're going to millionaires and billionaires to fund your campaign, why can't a guy with the millions and billions run? There you go. I'm with you on that. And that's what's happening. Oh, I want to more Iranian music. <laughs> you can still have that. We still got it racked up. Right, anyway, uh, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. I have a lot to get to tomorrow. Strap one on because I am going to be on fire tomorrow. That's right. Steven. Taking off at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. sharp.